Oh, Lord, we, uh, we want to praise your name, Lord, acknowledge you. You are faithful. You are good. You, uh, Lord, you transform us. And Lord, as we think about your word, as we remember your goodness to us and your faithfulness, Lord, I pray you'll honor this time, Lord, and bless it. In the name of Jesus, amen. So uh, after God redeemed you know, Israel out of the land of Egypt, he was teaching them to trust him. You know, and so we actually spent 40 years in the wilderness learning to trust God, learning that man does not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. He let them be hungry. He let them be thirsty so that they would learn they could trust him. Hardship was a great teaching lesson. And then they went to go into the land after the 40-year 40 40 course they took. And then under Josh, Joshua, they're going to go into the land. And he tried to show them in the same way he parted the Red Sea and took them out. He then stopped the Jordan River. And again, they walked across under Joshua on dry ground. And he told them, uh, to, had each of the leaders, actually the Lord said, take a big rock from the middle of that Jordan River where it stopped, take it out and place it. Like on, and then all 12 of them placed it and made a monument with it. And it says, when the people ask you, why are you doing this? Tell them, he said to the Israelites, in the future, when your descendants ask their parents, what do these stones mean? Tell them, Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground. You're to remember this moment that happened. When you look at this, you're to remember it. He goes, for the Lord your God dried up the Jordan before you until you had crossed over. The Lord your God did it to the Jordan what he had done to the Red Sea when he dried it up before us until we had crossed over. He did this so that all the peoples of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord is powerful. It was to bring glory to God. You know, this great act, and you're to remember this great act that all people would know about. And so that you might always fear the Lord your God. The purpose of remembering it, the purpose of laying down these stones that they would, would be so they can remember this act so that they could follow God in the present. Right? It, wasn't, it wasn't just a memory act back then. Memory is an incredibly important part throughout Scripture. It's one of the key themes. Remember, remember, remember. Remember God redeemed them out of the land of Egypt. Remember God's faithfulness. Remember his great miracles. Remember his great acts. The whole books of Kings and Chronicles are all about remembering. Right? Remember how God acted through history. Remember what they did. Remember how God responded. Remember all these things because it's not so people can become historians. You know, I hope that you guys really understand the history well. Not at all. You know, it was all because it would radically impact the way you live right now. Even the communion, right? Where Jesus says, remember me. Come back there and remember him at that monument. Now, the, one of the purposes of remembering, I, I look at it as kind of three particular ways. One, to remember an act in the past when they remembered God going across the, you know, stopping up the Jordan. You remember things God did in your life. By remembering those things, you give glory to God and praise. It just says, you know, you announce his name to all the earth. God is great. Look at who God is. It brings attention and care to him when he acts. It does, you know, you, you, you are to remember those things. It's actually problematic when you forget. When you forget why you're here, what happened, what brought me to this, what's happened in the past. It radically uh, then affects you in the present as well, doesn't it? What happens when you look in your life and you remember all the different ways God has met you, all the different ways God has provided for you all the times, his great acts in the past? What happens in your heart is joy swells, gratefulness 
swells, thankfulness. You see the people around you, you see the world around you, and it transforms your present. You know, you, your walk with God vitalizes. When you forget things, that's when you get discouraged, that's when you get depressed, that's when you get resentful, that's when you're wondering about that stuff, but when you remember, it changes that. But it not only pre changes your present, it changes the way you view the future. When you look back at the provisions of God in the past, how does it impact the way you think about the future? Because the future is always unknown, right? Whenever we think we got our future locked up, that's just a helpful delusion. <laughs> you know, and we like to have that delusion oftentimes, and then when the delusion gets scattered, we think, oh, what's happened? It was, an, you know, it was not true. But you can look at the past and see how I've been provided, and therefore I can face the future. It fills you with hope. So remembering is an incredibly important spiritual practice because it brings glory to God, it fills you with joy and thankfulness and transforms your perspective on the present, and it radically changes the way you face the future and how you do it. Now, the reason I talk about it today is if you guys read the annual report, which I'm sure everybody went through in great detail, one of the, in, in my little note, which I'm sure you read super closely, um, we mentioned this is five years we've been here. Actually, I'd forgotten that. Someone else mentioned it. I go, oh, that's right. And so the leadership team said, hey, why don't we remember some of God's provisions and talk about that, you know, make a, you know, a Gilgal of sorts of these 12 rocks, you know. Um, we, why don't we make a little Gilgal ourselves and remember these things because for the same purposes, right? We remember those things. We give glory to God for these things that have happened. We give praise to him. It transforms the way we think about our present. It fills us with joy and thankfulness. And it gives us hope as we face the future. Wait on the, everyone's focused on this. People don't all just focus on me at all times. I, my whole view of the world has been transformed. I, uh, <laughs> can I go now? Can I back, backtrack? Eh, just da, 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 it's not that important. You know, I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just talking about the importance of remembering, which I'm going to hit a whole lot. Uh, it is actually, you know, something I, I actually think Cultivating a memory could be one of your most important spiritual practices, honestly. When you were in a rough spot, the simplest way to get attached to the Lord again is to sit down and remember. How has God met me? How did he do in these past things? How did he push me through there? How has he provided for me? And that gives glory to God for all those things because they're true and they're real and you honor it by stating them. But man, does it change your perspective in the present fills you with joy and thankfulness and praise, and then it gives you hope as you look into the future. So there's one thing you walk away from this morning, the, the key of that. But we're gonna do a little remembering of how God met us at, with these five years of being here. And so actually, you might've seen it in Inside NCC and other people I wrote, people wrote me in a lot of emails because said, what were some things you'd like us to mention? And so I'm gonna kind of compile these things that many people came with, some of these common things that people said. And if you did write in, I don't say everything on your list. Sorry, it's, you know. <laughs> I, I noted it and it was true and it was right. It just didn't make it. I didn't, don't know what to tell you. Because uh, there's, there's too many things, right? And we're on a time constraint. Um, one of the biggest things we want to talk about is really, uh, one of the big themes off the bat was anyone who was here right when we left the building, it was that God's provision was so radical. And I know some, like, so many people here weren't, weren't even here when this happened. And, and you might be thinking, what are they talking about? I've heard them vaguely reference it. I'm not going to go into the big old story as to all the stuff that went down. If you really, I, and I'm not, 
talk to them, I'm happy one-on-one -on -one with that stuff. But sometimes, you know, you actually, the power of remembrance of things that you feel like was negative, that doesn't have the transforming effect. It has a transforming effect. Actually remembering things where you felt you were wronged or something like that does have a transforming effect, but it's the wrong kind of transformation. Seeing God's provision despite what anything might happen, now that gives you, you know, and, and not, you're not gonna be naive about your own failings either in the midst of stuff, but let's talk about God's provision. So I'm gonna start from the day we left. Now, just to remind you guys, um, uh, you know, we, we found out we were leaving on a Tuesday and we had to leave on a Thursday. Um, a lot of time there, it was good. And uh, we could leave with nothing at all. Uh, and it, this is great too, it was the first day of Lent. You know, we're <laughs> symbolically going out into the wilderness. So our first service, we did mention, you know, no one, no one has to um, give up anything for Lent. We've got it covered for the whole body, you know. <laughs> we gave up everything and we walked over here. So that was totally cool. The Tuesday morning staff meeting was awesome. So what do we need, guys? Well, everything. You know, most churches take six months to get ready to church plant. We're gonna go five days. It's Tuesday, Sunday, we're gonna church plant. All right, somewhere. What do we need? Everything. We have nothing. We could take nothing out of the building, right? So we're praying that morning for God to help us, taking some notes. So we've never done any of this stuff. It's like, we don't know what we're doing. And I had a call that, that afternoon, already scheduled for Dave, uh, Dave Swaim over at High Rock, and we were gonna talk about something else. And he said, I told him, hey, it looks like we're gonna leave the building. He goes, gosh, what can, you know, what do you guys need? I go, you know, everything. <laughs> he kind of chuckles and went, yeah, man. And he prayed for me. And he said, yeah, I'll ask around a little bit. Maybe we got something around. He calls me back in two hours and goes, you're not gonna believe this. One of our churches is changing locations to a place that has a complete setup. And so we've got a complete extra setup in a trailer and you can use it, it's yours. I mean, two hours, like, it was like 10 o'clock, we were praying about it, two o'clock, we had a trailer full of, I mean, we're talking speakers, sound equipment, soundboard, microphones, projector, screen, everything in a trailer for us to use hours after we need, you know, prayed about it and we needed it. It was stunning. You know, um, I mean, and, and you had, and we were actually worried about, um, uh, gosh, I don't even think what I'm going to, well, there was actually, <laughs> talk about God's provision. So we were going to plan to try to pull this off within five days, you know, so stupid. Um, and it snowed that Sunday and we had to cancel church and we thought, thank you, Lord. <laughs> you know, and, but it was like so, but it, that memory filled you with such confidence, right? a totally stupid plan, and God just stopped it. That was so merciful. And it, gives, it still gives me strength today thinking, you know, I can really set plans, and if they're totally dumb, God will knock them. And <laughs> I can trust that. And it was great. Thank you, Lord. Uh, even a place like Bigelow, how we ended up here. I mean, it was crazy. We, we actually had a reserved place to have the hotel, you know, down right over here. That's where we were going to go. Out that way, I don't even know what direction it is, you know. Um, and I remember like, you know, worried about this like a month before and praying, going, what are we going to do? You know, and feeling even a burden too, going, I don't know where we're going to go. I don't know what we're supposed to do. And right then I remember just having this thought. I remember this pastor I had coffee with five years before, and I knew he was a church planter in the area. And I just thought, man, I don't know, maybe I'll just write him. I remember coming out of prayer and I just wrote him and go, you probably don't remember me, but this is what's going to happen. I don't know if, you know, if you know of any, give us any advice on finding a place where we can do church. 
20 minutes later, I get a e full email. It goes, totally remember you. This is awesome. Here's my complete rundown of every location in the area. Don't go to that hotel. It's terrible. They, 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 they do not want you there. And uh, the best place in Newton is by far Bigelow. And I went, well, that's easy to get to. <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> you know, and everybody's like, and I go, hey, everybody, here's what we're going to do. Come to church like you normally do. Just go across the street. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty like... Well, that was good. Talk about rocks, right? This is rocks of God's provision. That was a real rock, and it was amazing. Even the mood and the energy people talked about when they came into this place. Because, you know, I think everyone who was part of that, you had no idea what it was going to feel like. Are people going to be sad, grieving, angry? Anyone who walked in there, there was joy. I mean, there was a buzz, and there was energy. Everyone had gotten here super early. Everyone was all hands on deck, making church, and it was a blast. Anyone was a part of it. And he just thought, man, it was so good. You know, it's funny, we were part of the ECC revitalization plan at that point, where they do churches that are devitalized, and they begin to struggle and go down, and they try to, how do you gain more vision because your you know, memories of the past become greater than your vision for the future and all this kind of, so how do you revision yourself? Man, I was just like, what you guys need to do is every one of you guys need to get rid of your building <laughs> with no planning. You know, that's the key, don't plan, that'll mess up everything. You know, just boom. And then you see, wow, and you just a uh, revitalization of your faith. Um, it, these are rocks. You know, that's, that's nice stones to put up there and remember and see. Another stone uh, people talked about also was just the idea, of, I mean, it sounds funny to talk about money, you know. But if you guys remember, we were like in deficit every year, practically across the street, coming out of for years and years and years, you know. Pinning down a thing, staring at a $3 million rehab job at a building, and things breaking down left and right, you know? Then we come out and we got nothing. We're actually in the negative because we had legal liabilities and nothing. And now we got, if you've seen your thing, over a million dollars in there five years later. We've, we haven't been in anywhere near a deficit thing since. And it's just money, but it's like, it's a rock. Thank you, Lord. You know? We haven't had to worry about that. You know? It's cool. Um, another rock, I mean, I think part of that finalization thing is vision and mission. The creation of our vision and mission statements were just, it was such a cool process. You know, after all that stuff happened, we, it was great. You know, we gathered a bunch of leaders together and said, what have we learned? What, what are we all feeling about what God is calling us to do? It was so fresh and so great. What do we see as our vision? What do we want to be active in? And that process was just awesome because I still feel like, you know, we're, we're five, all these years later, and I think it has so guided us and made our decisions and led us, and it still feels so good and so vital. I felt like God's hand was on it. Uh, one of the, it's interesting, one of our mission statements, we looked at these things, we said, what four activities do we want to be part of? You know, we talk about engaging God and fostering a caring community and healing, bringing God's healing and uh, inviting our neighbors. We looked at, yes, we believe strongly in bringing God's healing to our hurting world, but we are really lousy at it and don't really have a really good way in which we should do this. And out of that, we formed, you know, the Compassion, Mercy, and Justice. Our CMJ ministry really came out of that. I even remember thinking, going, we really need to do that. And I'm thinking to myself, going, oh, boy, I think Hope and Hope and Jay should really. And then at the same time, God was praying, speaking to them. It was like the easiest conversation in the world. You know, I know they're super busy and all this. And Hope goes, I think I should do that. And I thought, wow, thank you, Lord. And even the joy of, I remember when those early meetings, figuring out how do we want to work that healing? You know, what is, what is one thing? Because there's a million things you could do. What's God really calling us to do? And it, was, it just came around caring for these, you know, coming around families with kids in foster care. 
and we had one, you know, in our midst, whatever. And it was just so cool. It's like a new transforming part of our community, building these support groups around these families. Now, it's interesting now is some of these, you know, families, others we really came around aren't there. And we're going, oh, what are we going to do now? But don't you understand, remembering how God spoke to us then <laughs> gives you joy and gives you hope then for the future. Okay, God, are we, are we staying in this one? Is there some other thing you're calling us to? Because what God calls you to, you don't, we don't like the idea that he calls us to things forever. He doesn't. Everything's for a season. Everything's for a season. You know, and it's more determining, oh, do we continue in this thing or is God moving us in a new direction? But remembering the past gives you hope for the future, right? Enjoying the present. Um, another really cool thing was, um, I mean, just the partnership of all the churches that came around us. It was so amazing. Not just High Rock, you know, Abundant Grace of their office, <laughs> Chinese Evangelical, Park Street was giving us equipment to do it. You know, we ended up partnering with Grace Chapel. Someone's Elevation Chapel says, hey, man, anytime you need our space, it's yours. You want to worship there in the afternoon, you just, it's our, our, you know, our house is your house. And it was just so cool to see the body of Christ go with that. And it was great during COVID. Elevation Chapel fell into a, you know, I mean, it fell into a real financial crisis. We had generous giving in this place. We actually gave a big gift that got them, you know, um, they were just amazed by it and stunned. You know, churches don't do that, right? You just walk over there and, yeah, we're going to help you, you know, but we were able to. Um, and it was just cool to be able to do that. Many people mentioned our little office in West Newton. It's been great for us, you know. We had, so we had no idea where we are going to go to, and boom, we end a place, and everyone cruises down there, paints it, builds walls, does whatever. It's been awesome for us. For Bible studies, it's everything we need. Um, another big rock, I think COVID was a real rock. You know, churches everywhere struggled mightily, but we did fine. It's actually kind of amazing. You know, no one loved meeting through a computer, but we did feel connected to one another and connected to the Lord. I'm not asking for it to happen again. <laughs> But we remember that God was faithful because things happen, you know? And remembering that gives us hope for the future. I mean, I felt in a weird way we were uniquely prepared to be flexible. It was oddly easy for us to adapt. Oh, what are we doing now? Okay, we're gonna be on a computer, okay. Like I've done this before. It was, I think we're jarred everybody else. We're like, yeah, yeah, being jarred is not that jarring for us, you know? Cool, this is what we're doing now, okay. Because we knew also, again, what our mission is, okay? We need to engage with God. We want to keep our caring community going. We do that. We want to work towards healing God's world, inviting our neighbors. And we did all that stuff while we were in COVID. I mean, that was one of the cool things, I think, even about, um, you know, family support initiative out of CMJ. <laughs> you know, initially, we, we do, we, right, we partner with other churches like Grace and Fostering Hope. Or, and we, you know, this whole idea of working with the Department of Families and Children, you know, Children and Fam DC, Children and Families. But being able to come alongside hurting families in COVID as a, and go out there and help them during COVID. It was great. It's great to be able to do it. You know, crazy situations create crazy opportunities. I just wanted to, and, and even like, um, you know, some people move out of the area during COVID. We had suddenly these people like from all over the place tuning in and becoming part of our community. And you guys, many of you guys know Beth. Beth wrote me this, and I just think it's just pretty cool. I mean, she's down in Florida, and she was like, we got nothing here. She, had, you know, she was one of Ross Picard's friends. She said, tune in this thing. And she became like part of our community. She still is, but really in COVID. And she wrote, I'm so thankful to God for the people of our church. Never have I seen such a loving, caring, sharing, teaching group of people. This is a church the way it should be. Your love for each other and for God is so obvious. And there is a strong connection among all of you, partially because of what you have gone through together. 
NCC reminds me of the description in Acts of the early church. All the believers were one in heart and mind and they shared everything they had. They continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and much grace was upon them all. That's you. I'm so happy, honored, and humbled to be a very small part of this church. Each week I'm challenged to grow in ways I never thought possible. Thank you for allowing me to worship with you. Thank you for COVID, right? And God met Beth in COVID. That's the cool thing. It's a rock for her, you know? And it, uh, Beth was hurting there. What do I do with this thing? And that we were a provision for her. Praise God for that. Mutual blessings. Um, uh, and again, I, um, what am I? I? One person mentioned I thought was uh, just such a cool memory. If you guys remember um, John, Jim Amnott when he stood up here? What a thing, you know, he, he died shortly thereafter and he stood up and he wanted to come to church one last time and he wanted to stand up before people and testify to the Lord in gratefulness. And it, man, anyone who was here, that is not something you will remember. I mean, forget. It is just one of these amazing, amazing things. Um, and I am amazed at, in some, some ways, amazed at the people God brought into our midst. People who come and go. That's a hard thing to think as a church, because every time cool people come, you just want them to come and stay. You know, but that's what the Dead Sea is. <laughs> Things, they just collect stuff. Living water comes and it goes. You know, and as a church, you need to embrace that. Embrace that. You know, even Jim came in and he goes up to glory and he goes. And all of us come and go, every one of us. And I was thinking about, you know, we've sent, I mean, these, this, these few years, I think of, we sent out three pastors. Do you guys realize that? Isn't that crazy? You know, Caitlin and Andrew were a part of it, and they're uh, down in, in uh, South Boston, you know, plant, part of a planting church down there. Samuel and Miriam go off, you know, and to think uh, Gene is doing interim work. You know, we're, we're a small church to send out three, <laughs> three pastors. It's pretty cool stuff. And, but I think, you know, to me, the most amazing provision, whatever mentions, is just the people of the church. I mean, we have so many, I mean, we have such hardcore, I mean, everyone volunteers so much in such sacrificial ways, from the leadership team to the deacons, to the setup, to the music team, to the, well, I mean, I, I could keep on going and going and going. And that's what a church is, and it's really just, it's phenomenal. And it's not just, it's like every time we're at this crazy need, someone comes in. And that's one of the coolest things, the provision. Um, you know, and I, I was even thinking like, uh, you can, because you can get scared about stuff. I mean, like even like we're like, we're talking, we're worried about a setup and breakdown for the fall. And even our sound man, you know, Fernando, we lost Fernando, what are we gonna do? Johnny's stepping up, but you know, we'd like a, Johnny's great, but Johnny doesn't want this job. <laughs> um, you know, uh, not just to, I don't wanna, this is not about Johnny, but. But the idea that, um, you know, we were in trouble when Fernando showed. And you remember, wow, he helped us get this thing together, understand the sound, stabilize all that stuff. And everybody's here temporarily. And if God provided what we needed then, we can look to the future and believe he's going to provide again. doesn't mean you're passive about things, but you take, you take heart and you look towards God's provision. And God knows what we need. And he meets it. And so, and I tell you, I have to tell myself this as I look about the setup, right? I was like, oh no, you know. Just keep walking forward. God knows what we need and he'll provide for us.
Um, many people mention the staff. You know, I'm very thankful. There are many people here, it feels to me I'm staff, but people mention that, so I'll just be honest with that. Um, we have a great staff. They adjust, they sacrifice, they love the people of this church. They want to see, they want to see us honor God. God has provided again and again with great staffing. I even think at every point, you know, Kim decided she wanted to leave children's ministry like four months after we moved here, and I was like, are you kidding me? But she goes, you know, she really felt that it was right, you know? And she had stuck on way more. She did it temporarily for five years or something like that, or six years. Um, so I don't resent it at all, but I was just like, Ugh. But again, I was like, the lesson, God has just provided all this stuff for us. I have to believe as well that he's gonna provide another children's person. And then like almost again, like first phone call, hey, you know, um, Kelly Ladd Bishop he should call. It was that quick, it was honestly that quick. And, uh, and suddenly we meet you and you, you come on here and I just thought like, wow, Lord is really good at this. You know, <laughs> he's, you know he's, he's really got this whole thing together. And it's been like, you know, it's been like that at each point. You know, I mean, I think of, you know, Daniel coming out and Nate left, you know, Jess going and Kim coming and uh, it's just been amazing that God provides. I think of uh, many people mentioned just how much the Bible studies and just that those times to pray, to worship, to seek the Lord together, how powerful they are. I should think about these times. Uh, another, this is um, what Moore wrote. She wrote, among all the blessings I've had from NCC over the past five years, I would like to highlight the women's Bible studies. Although I've only participated on Zoom, I've developed wonderful fellowships with these women, and this has helped strengthen my faith. The discussions, the videos, the prayer sessions, time spent with each other has been wonderful. The leaders have been devoted prayer warriors who have done a tremendous job. I love my family at NCC. You know, this is the kind of stuff that I got, you know, so much of, you know, people just grateful for the studies and, and really ultimately that's what we're about, right? We're about um, following the Lord, trying to do it together, trying to build up this, you know, a community of people who care for one another and help us to follow Jesus. And I mean, the last quote I'll do, I just, Tom, this was the simplest thing Tom said, but I thought, yeah, this is what we are. He said, honestly, the thing I'm most grateful for over the past five years is the continued deepening of my faith as a result of belonging to this community of believers, a process which began 16 years ago at NPC. You know, simple, right? Yeah, that, I mean, that's probably where I'd probably land ultimately. You know, thank you, Lord. And these are all just, you know, these are, these are rocks. And, uh, you know, and I said, we don't recount this stuff just for the sake of having knowledge about them. We recount them to do what? To give praise and glory to God for the many ways he's provided for us. To give us joy and thankfulness in the present. And to give us hope as we look to the future. Same God who took, us out of, took the Israelites out of the Red Sea, who stopped the Jordan, who provided for us, is the same God who will be with us and promises never to leave us or forsake us. Because, you know, let's face it, if we're honest with ourselves, life is pretty scary. Not just as a church, this is personal stuff too. I hope this can all be done personally in your life. Same thing we're doing right here. You know, you look at this stuff because you look forward and you go, okay, Lord, I'm going to take hold of that. I'm going to hope and trust in you. Anyway, let's, let's pray. Lord, we want to praise you and thank you. Let's just take a moment even as the praise team's coming up, even just close your eyes and think about some of the things in your life or give praise and thanks for the stuff in our church. Just have a moment to give thanks to God for his incredible blessings in your heart.
Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness, Lord. So many times, Lord, we, uh, our hearts, we are prone to wander. But, Lord, you are so good. You know us. You know what we need. You meet our needs again and again. You know our weakness, Lord. You love us despite ourselves. Oh, Lord, let us walk with joy. Let your joy be our strength. And let us walk in hope, Lord, that you will be with us always. In the name of Jesus, I pray.